Hello and welcome back to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me this week is Kurt Thompson, freelance photographer and videographer. Is that the best term for it? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Welcome, mate. How are you? Good. Um, yeah, pretty good. Just, uh, you know, getting getting um, getting things done. Nearly, um, well... From a football season point of view, we'll get into some of the stuff that you've done, but from a, a football season point of view, we're nearly at the end. Is it coming quiet time for you or is it still quite busy for you this time of year? Well, it's quite busy still um, just because it is, yeah, almost, you know, almost the grand final. So there's a lot of content that, um, you know, clubs or, you know, the main club that I work for in particular um, want to get out, you know, yep. for that, you know, finals push. Um, yeah. You know, so I guess the online, it looks like they care about what they're doing, you know. Yeah, that being the Broncos, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Anyone else or mainly the, um, the Broncos? Well, yeah, I work with Fox as well. So, um, yeah, just spent a bit of time down in Sydney lately just working with um, them and a couple other teams, you know. Yeah, neat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll do the housekeeping stuff and then we'll really roll into it. So to keep up with the visual references in today's show, you can visit our Instagram page at Field of Design Podcast and look out for the episode Highlight Reel. You can also find source articles and reference links via this episode's dedicated page at thefieldofdesign.com. Lastly, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can through our Instagram or via email at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Sweet. Um, Kurt, before we roll into the professional design chat, are you comfortable to share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, 100%. So who are you? Uh, I'm just a guy. <laughs> I'm just uh, just a guy, the same as everyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I grew up in Brisbane uh, lived, and then I moved to the coast when I was a bit older. Lived there for, um, yeah, I don't know. 10 years, I'd say. Coast being um, the Goldie or the Gold Sunny? Coast, yeah. Gold Coast, Gold Coast yep. yeah. So I was down there. Um, and then, yeah, recently just moved back to Brisbane, um, yeah, th- this year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Family-wise, pets, dogs? Um, no pets because I'm never home to feed them. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, my wife and I, Cara, uh, we just had our first um, baby or child uh, three months ago now. So Congratulations. Had a little girl, a uh, little poppy, Joy. Um, yeah, and so that's um, a, new, a new paste, yeah. Poppy's it. Poppy's yeah, their poppy, name? Poppy, yeah. What a beautiful name. Yeah, well, Cara well done, chose mate. it. No, <laughs> I'm no good with the names. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that's uh, it's a new life at the moment. So just just loving it. And how have you found adjusting to dad life? Oh, literally, I've I've embraced it. It's just, um, look well, today, like she was literally on a shoot with me. Wow. Yeah, that's so awesome. Like three months. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cara had to do some stuff, and um, yeah, she just hung out. It was it was crazy. But oh, mate, that's sick. That um, that yeah, you're able to just bring her along and yeah. Have yeah. her in the pram, or yeah. someone's giving her a well, cuddle. Someone's just cuddling her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was. Well, I didn't know how it was going to go, but um, yeah, we kind of just take her every, everywhere, and just you know, our life hasn't really changed too much. Mm. Um, she's sleeping great, and um, yeah, just just a happy kid. So yeah, three awesome. months. Yeah, you're right. Three months is probably a bit early for a lot of that active stuff. I think you'll find it might get a little bit more difficult once. Yeah, they're uh, a yeah exactly. That's <laughs> I'm like, I think this is the easy phase, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the the hardest part is when they start to work out that they when they want things 
yeah. and they're entitled to, or not entitled to them, but you know, they want things and they can, they're able to kind of do those things and you yeah. got to navigate. Yeah. Want doesn't always mean get, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. and fighting with that. Oh mate. Well, congratulations. I'm glad, glad to hear it's all really going yeah, yeah, really, stoked. really well for you. Um, how, how do you go flying? I remember the first time flying when I was a dad, I'd never been scared of being up in a plane yeah. ever, yeah. ever. The first time I got in a plane, I was like, shit, like m- my life is out of my, con- my out of yeah. my hands, out of my control. Yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't say I had a panic attack, but I was like, it really, for me, that was one of the perspective moments of like. As in flying with a kid or. No, just, just me. Oh. Like just getting on a plane by myself. And, you know, statistically you're going to die from a car crash before yeah, you can yeah. die um, yeah. versus a flight. But I was like, at that point, holy shit, like I've just got someone that relies on me yeah. so much. And I don't know, it just was, that was the moment for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, it does hit, hit you yeah, every now and then. Um, just like, oh, okay, well, you know. I need to make sure that, yeah, she's going to have a, a good life, you know, whether whether I'm here or not. So it's like, okay, yeah, what do you need to do yep. to make sure that happens? So yeah, it can get scared. I, I try not to think about <laughs> Don't go too deep too into much. it. Yeah, man, otherwise I'd just be spiraling. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair call. I'll, uh, I'll try and take that advice actually. <laughs> um, all right. So why don't you top level tell me what it is you do? Um, so... I would say, again, yeah, freelance photographer, videographer. Um, not sure. There's so many titles out there these days, you know. Um, I, guess, I guess I'll get back and, you know, get into how I started and all that stuff later. But um, I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm the guy with the camera, you know, so I can kind of do a bit of everything and, and get the job done. Um, I started off in photo and then, you know, transition to video. Um, so it's kind of, yeah just able to cover everything but again like the whole role of you know content creator media guy whatever like it's it's all very blurred i would say within uh, the sports industry anyway um for sure uh which is yeah can be a a, like you know a pro or it can be a con so Mm -hmm. wearing a lot of hats at the same time yeah exactly and no matter what role you're in um or what industry uh, it, it happens a lot. Yeah. So how did you get into the industry? Um, so I actually, yeah, I've, I've lived many lives before I actually picked up a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a trade as a boilermaker, yep. um, which I did not enjoy. And at the same time I was doing that, I studied, um, you know, my diploma in engineering and then also um my diploma in CAD, so, you know, drawing on a computer, um, which is, you know, a really probably where, where I got a lot of passion was like, you know, designing things. So I was a mechanical and structural um, designer mm-hmm. um, for about eight years um, and I loved it and uh, I kind of just fell out of love with it when I picked up a camera. Is that right? So it's like my passion just kind of changed um, and I wasn't as interested in my day job, you know, anymore. Um, so, yeah, I did did drafting for eight years, yeah, and, yeah, Boilermaker before that. But then, yeah, um, I was going to Europe for a bit and I, everyone was, 
you know, stoked on the photos I took with my iPhone 4 or something, I think it was. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just invest in a, in a better camera. You know, I'm going to be in Europe for a little bit. And, um, you know, I like, you know, I, I like taking photos on my iPhone. So why not transition? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, talking to a lot of people, uh, you know, I bought the little mirrorless camera. This is before really they were, you know, the best thing you could get. It was just like they were kind of just travel friendly and, you know, they, they worked a bit differently to the typical like – you know, DSLR, um, big rigs that, you know, everyone used. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. I bought that camera, you know, sh- shot JPEG, um, you know, for, for like the first year that I was shooting. Had it had Dad's old 50mm um, lens off one of his old film cameras, you know, so you could adapt it. And, yeah, es- essentially I was um, excited because I just shot, it, shot everything that I looked at, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I came home um, from Europe and... You know, I was just doing a lot of um, landscape kind of photography because when you first get a camera, it's pretty hard to get someone to stand in front of it, you know. Well, it was back then. Now mm-hmm. these days everyone's taking selfies and stuff like that. So it's um, it's a lot different now. But back then I was just, uh, yeah, I'd take landscape stuff and um, then I guess transition from there, you know, went went into like – shooting some, you know, friends or I had a little clothing label as well. So, you know, I needed people to be models for that. So that's where that kind of kicked off. And then um, all, all, all while I was still drafting, I was, um, you know, doing just little little stuff like that on the side. And then it eventually got to a point where I was um, just taking too many sick days or, you know, just not rocking up to work. So yep. I kind of had to either stop shooting or, yeah, quit my job, which – like you know in engineering it's it's a fairly well paid job and um i just met my wife at the time i mean she's still my wife but i met her yeah um so i'd met her and she she was like within i think the first couple of months of meeting each other we both quit our full-time jobs incredible yeah she went to study uh she did a dual degree in um psych and business and i studied to do photography so it was, um, we we're both eating two minute noodles and just broke out. So yeah, and it was, it was a cra- I look at it back at it now, and I'm yeah, I think it's um, I don't know naivety or like just self belief that kind of, you know, gets you over the line. Because mm. um, I was going to ask that two questions from that. How old were like? So you you obviously did the boilermaker stuff, and then you yeah. were the um, the draftsman. draftsman? Yeah, draftsman. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, there would have been a bit of study in that too. So how old were you? I, mu- I must have been mm, 28, 29, 29 maybe. Yeah. So t- 29 and I think it was when I hit 30 that I was like, okay, um, I'd assisted a couple other fashion photographers at the time and then I was like, oh, well, they kind of got um, went full-time or whatever when they were 30, you know, and the, these are these big dog fashion dudes and i was like oh at the time that's what i wanted to pursue was fashion mm-hmm. um so i must have been about 30 yeah yep and so where do you get the courage do you think oh. to just be ballsy like that and it's um just something that i think my parents kind of instilled in me like when i was younger it was um nothing was unattainable um and it was kind of just just yeah just too much self-belief like i just i don't think you should have that much yeah it was, <laughs> yep. was kind of like 
everything that I've done in my life, it was just like, oh, yeah, if I want it, I'll just go get it, like, kind of thing. So that was the same with when I did drafting, you know, and engineering and stuff. It was just like, oh, that guy, like, I knew a mate, and I was just like, technically he wasn't that smart, but he was doing it, you know, and I was like, I'm smarter than that guy. Like, surely I can do that. So then, like, the next week I enrolled in studying, yeah, and I did, like, you know, three nights a week night courses until I, you know, got that diploma or got two of those diplomas. Yeah, so it was like, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. I just have this feeling that's there's no fear to fail for some reason, uh, and I don't, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, yeah, let's let's go. What do we need to do? Let's get it done. You yeah. still have that now? Yeah. No fear to fail. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. What is failure? Do you reckon? I don't know. True. So maybe I have failed, <laughs> and I just don't know it. <laughs> there's that too but much it, confidence. That's probably the beauty in it, right? Yeah. If you don't know what failure is, then but how also can you, what um, is success it? as well? So it's like maybe I don't have a, a proper grasp on what's failure and what's success as well, right? Do you feel like you've succeeded? Oh, I just feel, I feel like I'm just moving mm. forward. You know what I mean? I don't feel like when I look back at some stuff, I'm like, shit, that 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 was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, but at the time, it's kind of like I'm just really focused on doing what I need to do. You're in the now. Exactly. Which isn't all, yeah, isn't always a good thing. Which means, because sometimes you just don't think of the future. So it's like the now could definitely <laughs> affect that that future, you know. Mm. I don't know, man. I feel like there's a lot of people that are so worried about what's next that they're not putting the focus in the now. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that, you know, at the t- at 30... You've yeah. pretty much you're at that point Dude, where things. I was are, old then. Yeah, yeah I'm old now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, the confidence to do that, I applaud you. Really, to be honest, and and um, even just the the capability to to be in the now and mm. not be able to necessarily dis- define what success or failure is for me is a positive. You know, yeah. because I'm such an overthinker, right? Like yeah, I'm okay. just always overthinking things worried about what's next yeah not worried about what's in the now mm. were you always a creative person yeah i i think so i um it was pretty hard for me to focus in school um i just wanted to i was more yeah i just wanted to play footy yep. when, when i was younger just league. wanted to play yeah league and then um and then i got to yeah maybe about 13 and um stopped playing league because Everyone grew a little bit uh, larger than what, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sick of tackling those big guys. Um, but, and then, I, you know, Dad gave me a set of golf clubs when I was 12, I think, and I just lived at the golf club from 12 to 22, mm-hmm. I think. So that that was um, that was my goal, I think, was, you know. But, again, creative-wise, yeah, I think um, – maybe grade eight or something, you fill out a, a piece of paper that says, you know, what you're going to be. It used to come, like it was, I don't know, three inches thick book of like careers. Mm. So you'd go through this thing and then you'd kind of highlight or whatever ones that kind of, um, you know, sounded good or whatever. So there was a, a career called desktop publishing, which I think literally probably only lasted within like that n- next three <laughs> year period. So by the time I'd finished school, it actually wasn't even a thing anymore. Yeah. So kind of, I think now desktop publishing would kind of just be like um, an editor of a magazine or, or you know, kind of some kind of graphics um, mm. 
there's actually software called desktop publisher yeah yeah, yeah I recall so, that yeah so anyway <laughs> that's that's how old i am <laughs> um so so you, you feel like there was a little bit of creative energy in you quite early on maybe you were starting to tap into that a little bit when you were doing the cads yep um were at the point in which you picked up a camera or even you know slightly before or after that when you're transitioning into photography do you find like there were people motivating you along the way or you know giving you that push or you know defining people leading to where you got to yeah i i think in a different industry because um i played music from i don't know how old must have been 20 from 20 to 30 mm-hmm. i mean still kind of play now but which um, I did see on your Instagram as I was snooping around the other day. Yeah, yeah. Band. So that that was, yeah, I feel like that was a whole life lived there, you know. And then I got picked up a camera and maybe that's when, you know, my passion shifted from music to um, photography as well. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I didn't really know anyone who was a photographer either. So that, that was, it was a big learning curve and... Um, I got a couple of opportunities, yeah, to assist some some bigger, you know, fashion photographers, um, and they kind of inspired me. You know, it was kind of guys that I'd met um, through assisting mm-hmm. that that kind of made me, yeah, re- really just think, oh, th- you know, this this could be this could be a job. Yep. Um, and again, I was never worried about like making money because. When you're younger, even though, yeah, I wasn't that young really, right? I probably <laughs> should have had my shit sorted. Yeah. Um, it was like, yeah, it didn't worry me. I'd, I just needed to pay rent and, you know, buy my avocado toast. And I was surfing a lot back then. So it was like, if I didn't have work, I, I wasn't really worried. I'd just go catch some waves. So yeah, it was a different lifestyle. And, yeah, I guess working under those other guys kind of motivated me to um, to, to learn more about the craft, you know, and become better because everything that I've kind of touched over my life, it's like, I, I just want the most knowledge about the, you know, about the subject or whatever Mm -hmm. that I can have because I just feel, um, it's exciting learning, you know, Mm -hmm. or or just having more knowledge. Like if you're the most knowledgeable person in the room, that's like, it's a pretty cool feeling. It's the ultimate power. Yeah, exactly. But it's like a flex, but you don't even have to ma- like you know it's like you don't have to say that you know everything it's just like kind of being humble and just like reading you know like i don't know it's yeah. it's a weird power thing right yeah. uh, i've always i like i've always put a caveat on that as the smartest person in the room but don't let anyone else know yeah exactly you don't yeah. Need to tell well them. i'm never the smartest i might know <laughs> the most about one subject but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah i think it's um yeah, I don't want to be the guy in the room who thinks he knows everything mm-hmm. because, yeah. Likely he doesn't. Oh, yeah. My grandfather always used to get up me and as soon as he'd ask me something and I'd say, I know, that was it. It was <laughs> I was in trouble already. It was just like, well, if you know everything, I'm not going to tell you anything. Exactly. And then I'd be like, no, wait up. What did I say? <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's, let's talk business for a little while. Yep. I haven't had a freelancer on here yet, so um, I'm really? keen to really e- explore. Oh, I don't think I have. Jeez. Yeah. Everyone's in-house. I think so. Oh, man, they're cooking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what, well, then tell us, what does, what, does a week, what does a week look like for you? What does a month look like for you? What does, what does it look like? So, this is, I think, 
freelancing doesn't work for everyone because of that um, that insecurity, say, of income. Uh, also, clients, uh, you know, they might come and go, which is a totally normal thing that you have to kind of get used to. Mm-hmm. And it's not always you. Sometimes it is you. <laughs> but, you know, it's not always. Like, if you think about stuff like, I don't know, just say your cereal, right? You're eating your cereal every day. You've loved Nutri-Grain for six months and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't know, I want to try something different, yeah. you know? Then you go eat whatever it is. Salt you know, brand. Exactly. <laughs> for a month and you go, oh, that's not that good. I'm, I'm going back to it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, a- again, the whole photography, videography space is so subjective. Like what I think might be good like other people might not. So it's it's really, yeah, you just need people to be in your corner um, to kind of be successful as well. Like I, I feel like if people don't believe in you, well, then it doesn't matter how much you believe in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to have at least one other person in the room who thinks you're half all right at what you do. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I, I did do some stints in-house, um, Early on when I was um, doing fashion photography before I even got into sports um, and I found it was um, it, it was pretty hard um, because a lot of people who are high up don't really understand what goes into creating a campaign or a project or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a big miscommunication or mis- misunderstanding between, you know, the powers above, you know, and it drips down, drips down and um, that's when you end up putting five hats on and, you know, you you can't, no matter how many hours you have in the day, like you're not going to achieve what they want you to achieve. I feel like that's a lot of places. But, again, it's changed a lot since um, I was probably about five years ago when I I worked in-house for a, uh, like a fitness kind of label and I really enjoyed it Uh, but the commute kind of got me a little bit. I was driving from Chugan to... Uh, Virginia, essentially. So it was like almost two hours each way. a hectic trip, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because it was like, that was my first, um, like, yeah, in-house role. Mm -hmm. And I just really wanted to commit to it and um, just at least see it out. You know, I think I lasted maybe four months. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it was was only three days a week because I kind of said, hey, I'm traveling this far. Um, I'll edit from home a day a week. So I think it was like a four-day-a-week four job. But, um, yeah, after that, it, it kind of burns you out, obviously, um, traveling that, that much. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, in-house, it would just have to be, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even know who I'd work in-house for, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So what so t- in, so in this in this current in like where I'm at in life I guess is yep. is the big thing. Is it a d- diversity thing? Do you think like being freelance it means one day you could be shooting? No, that no, no that doesn't matter because no. I don't I, I couldn't it wouldn't worry me if I rocked up and shot the same thing every day for 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 the rest of my life mm-hmm. because I just enjoy my job and enjoy um, finding new ways to get creative you know within that industry or whatever it is but. For me, it's maybe the restriction. I'm not good with time management. You know what I mean? I, I when I worked a nine to five, like literally every day in my life, I don't think I was on time like once mm-hmm. in my in my whole life. Um, and then again, you know, my my mental capacity to stay focused for 
say an eight or ten hour day is is pretty tough as well. Sure. So, you know, I just mentally tap out after however many hours. So, mm-hmm. whereas I feel like the, um, you know, photography, like I'm just I'm like my brain's just like firing the whole time. So yep. I'm wanting to make it better. You know, it's like if the client's happy, that doesn't mean that I'm always happy. You know, it's like okay. And I need to get 5% more out of this or whatever, you know, because, yeah, it, it, a lot of times it's easy enough to impress the client, but, like, you still want to push yourself, like, to, to get better, right? You want to look back and go, well, I'm better than I was last year. Like, that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. even though you're doing the same thing, you know. Yep. Um, anyway, I've probably gone on a tangent there. No, 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 no that's all good. Um, what, so so you, you, your brain's firing when you're at a shoot. Mm. Talk me through a little bit the night before – you know, j- just uh, I suppose the night before the day, the process, like yeah. you, you were saying before, you're wearing multiple hats. Yeah. Like, can you just talk us through what a shoot might look like, I guess, yeah. and what's firing in your brain through that process? Yeah. So, uh, um, shoots for me, uh, currently where I'm at, will either be a half day or full day shoot or, you know, multiple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started, a lot of bookings were, you know, you might get booked for one or two hour shoots, you know, because they're with um, maybe smaller companies or, um, you know, fashion shoots or whatever, where it's like they only have a limited amount of garments or whatever. But um, now it's pretty much like, okay, yeah, if I'm going to be here, like let's create something and it's it's got to fill out, you know, the four or five hours for half day or, you know, eight to ten for a full day mm-hmm. um, because we want to get the most out of it, you know what I mean? Um so, yeah, usually it's, it's, it's interesting because nine out of ten clients won't be that prepared. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like we've got a shoot day and you're like, when is it? It's tomorrow. Okay, what time? Don't know yet. Like we'll get back to you. And it's like the night before, you know. So, again, because I do photo and video now, like – I need to know, like, what what am I packing? Are we doing photo today or are we doing video or are we doing a bit of both? Or, like, you know, do I need extra hands? Um, I have a a guy that uh, works with me, Joel, and um, he's he's a gun. But anyway, you know, it's like I need to let him know because he might be already booked by someone else, um, you know, um, so he can assist or either, you know, do audio or or whatever, you know, just be a legend on set. Um, But... So, yeah, I just need to know things. But a lot of the times the clients won't really let you know, you know. Or if they send you through a brief, it's um, it it's might be just a bit scrappy, you know. So you really got to kind of pick, pick it all together, like, you know, build it all together and just kind of know, A, what the client's brand is, you know, so you can have that in your mind. You know, every client has a different look or feel or um, a different message or, you know, just a, a different output. So... Mm-hmm. Um, it's just trying to, un, you know, know know the brand um, before you before you rock up, you know. Yep. Which I think is like any job. It's like you do your research on the company that you're going to apply for or whatever before you do it. Yeah. Um, do some recon. But it also at the same time, like you you still got to remember like why they've chosen you. You know, it's like you don't have to fully go a hundred percent into their lane if they've chosen. You know, it's like obviously they've seen your work and they like what you do. So it's like you know, you can merge your style with, with their branding or whatever it is um, mm-hmm. to get the most out of it. But, yeah, so I'll pack, charge all my stuff. Like, um, I don't think I'm OCD, but I'm, like, really, 
neat with um, a lot of all my gear, you know. So it's like everything's clean, everything, all the SD cards are formatted, like all the batteries on charge. Like, yeah. At one point, I built this like charging station. It mm-hmm. was just ridiculous. It was ended up being way too big, and I didn't. I got rid of it, but it, it fit like I don't know, like forty different batteries on on it, and you could just roll it around. So it was really cool, like like a dolly. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, so I could put it, you know, in my office, put everything on charge. All these lights are going. I swear, I was going to burn down something. <laughs> you get knocked uh, into the matrix oh, or something like hectic. that. Yeah, but then I would pull it out, and because I've always had a van, it would fit. But into a proper car, it would be real cumbersome. But anyway, that's um yeah. So I just put everything on charge, and yeah, you know, I try to be now because I have to be probably more on time than ever because you know they're paying you for for per you know from the minute that you're meant to start you know. Whereas when I was working for someone, it was like oh yeah you know what it 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 was probably more casual right. If if you're a tradie and you're 15 minutes late, you know someone will put shit on you and probably for the rest of the day but yeah it's like i don't know again it's that saying you know no no one died so it's it's fine like i'm not a brain surgeon mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but now yeah because um i shoot weddings with my wife as well mm-hmm. um and those things you got to be on time for so it's <laughs> you can't be late I, to exactly those. <laughs> so i feel like i've my time management is so much better than it ever was yeah yeah and so then at the shoot what are you looking at um, just depends. Like a lot of shoots I get booked for are more, um, artificial light driven, you know, like sure. a lot of that sports stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty much, you know, read, read the room, looking where, where light's coming in. Um, and you don't have to balance it too much with that stuff. Like uh, everyone's so scared of studio lights, like 90% of the photographers out there have never, never used them because they're just so scared or don't understand how to, um, uh, shape light mm-hmm. you know to get yeah so um yeah so i'd say most of my stuff is kind of studio so it's like i'll i'll know the studio i'll know the space but like pretty much i got a whole travel kit where i can just fly in and fly out set up everything like a whole studio and be in and out in, in the day mm-hmm. so for me it's like i know my rig um kind of brings like remote like reminds me of being in a van, you know, it's like I'll just fly in, do my job and out like, yep. and you know your rig, you know what you're there to do. Like, um, so that's really comfortable for me. But um, I'd say in the last couple of years, you know, I've been shooting a lot more video and um, that's kind of what's exciting me more these days is actually trying to tell a story or, you know, cre- you create, I think, a bit more feeling with, with with that kind of stuff. Whereas like a lot of the studio stuff, um, it's really built for a purpose you know um whether it's graphics or you know just kind of you know lockups or or whatever it's more branding i would say than um feel or mood you know what i mean yep you taking lead you are you the boss when you walk in you got your camera camera around your neck you're the boss everyone's listening to you Yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah so um and that's and because i think a lot of the time i'm pretty mm uh, what's the word? Dry. Yeah. So it's blunt. like, yeah, yep. blunt as well. Yeah. So I think somehow I get away with it, but yeah, especially when I'm talking <laughs> to players, you know, I'll physically just move them. Yep. Like, um, rather than kind of direct them to where I need to be or back and forth or whatever, if can I feel like they're not, in, yeah, exactly. Just a bit, nah, just fucking exactly. Get in there. Yeah, yeah. I literally just manhandle these <laughs> like giant humans. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
yeah, and just kind of get the job done. Again, like I know, um, yeah, I pride myself on efficiency and, um, you know, just getting a good result um, fast, I would say, because I've worked with some companies where they they would be so surprised at how quickly, I guess, you know, I got I got it looking good. And, again, that's that's probably experience as well, you know, whereas like some other guys who might shoot studio stuff – um, you know, probably also tether, but you know, it takes them. You know, they're testing a light, and then they'll change the light, and then test the light, and change the light, and wait up. Oh, we got to move this and move that, and it's like, um, in the sports industry anyway, you know, they they they're like high profile bloody celebrities. So it's like, you might not even have any time. So it's like time is is always you know money. Critical. So it's like yeah, yeah. you like. You need to – you only got this guy for five minutes. Like, you better get all the shots you need. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's, it's it's probably – I think I work better in high-pressure situations. Like, I, I love it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Going head-on. No yeah. time to think, like nah. you said. No, exactly. Because I don't like thinking anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't want to think about stuff. Let's just get it done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we mentioned the Bronx. Yeah, I think you also mentioned golf a little bit earlier. Now, I know from a portfolio point of view, golf is a real big one for you. Yeah, it is. I think for me, it's just because I'm, well, yeah, I, I wanted to be a golf pro when I was a kid. So it's like uh, golf was a big part of my life uh, until I started playing probably music. Yeah. And then I became more of like obsessed with music. So it was like, yeah, I played music and then during the day I, I slept real, realistically, you know, it was like a totally different life mm-hmm. um, and didn't play golf for, you know, a, a lot of years. And then when I picked it back up, I was actually, um, yeah, had a camera in my hand. And then one thing kind of led to another. It was when Instagram was kind of getting a little a little bit bigger and um, uh, a guy from TaylorMade in, in the States, like TaylorMade's like a, yep. a big – um, manufacturer of golf golf clubs mm-hmm. uh, reached out and was just like hey um you know i love your work can i send you some some gear and i was like oh that, yeah that sounds that's cool free stuff Went yeah man yeah exactly i was yeah. like and my clubs are like you know 20 years old from when i was a kid or whatever so it was I f- it felt pretty cool you know like getting some getting some new clubs and then you know the, all they wanted in return was just a couple of photos so Again, I would shoot some stuff here in Australia um, and then I'd get posted to the global, you know, Instagram or whatever. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. You know, like at the time, I, I, I wasn't earning that much money from photography. Um, so technically, you know, even though I wasn't getting paid at that stage from TaylorMade, it was that they were technically a client, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, um, and then one thing led to another. Um, you know, they sent me some more stuff and then it was like the next year they actually wanted, they planned this content creation trip, you know, so they actually had, um, I think it was maybe 10, 10 or 12 guys um, uh, go on this trip where it was like a week-long trip where we just played golf. They decked us out with all the latest release stuff and we just, you know, it, it was like a modern-day content Yep. Trip. Yeah, trip. Just had a good time. Make sure you got your yeah. camera in hand. And yeah, just exactly. Yeah, like don't focus on taking photos too much, but just enjoy it. Yeah, mm. um, and there was no real brief or like um, output. Like, oh, we need twenty images a day from you, or what, or hundred images, or whatever. It was kind of just like, hey, 
you know, let's let's just make this cool, and if we get some cool content, let's you know, that's awesome. Yeah, looking after you, and you'll look exactly. after exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I was I was the only one um, uh, internationally that got flown over there. Yeah, so I was like, holy shit, this is a, this is a pretty big deal. Well, for me anyway, mm. I was like, this is this is crazy. I didn't even know the other guys um, on the trip, so um, yeah, everyone else is from the states. So here I was, just this like Aussie dude, <laughs> like very dry. It yep. was uh, it was a very good time. Yep. Yeah, and what that's just a result of you having content out there for people to look at. Yeah, literally, like just posting on my Instagram, yep. you know. And I'd say back then. Uh, the algorithm, you know, change has changed so much since then. It was like, you know, I feel like maybe maybe that was 2018, 2019, and it was like you would post like five times a day. Otherwise, you wouldn't, nothing would get seen. Wow. You know, and I feel like that's, how do you even post five things a day in uh, in this day and age? Like I can't even fathom that right now. We can't even get our episodes. Oh, that's what I mean. Frequently yeah. enough. So it was like... Yep posting five times a day, whatever it was, you know. And I, I look back at the stuff and at the time maybe it was okay um, for that period, but, like, you know, if I created that same stuff now, I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be like, oh, th- this is a game changer just because the level of the, of the bar's been raised so high. Too high, yeah. Um, but back then it was like, oh, there was no one in the golf space posting or like you know, creating any anything good uh, around golf. So, yeah, that kind of led from one thing to another, and I was back and forth to the states a bunch that year. Um, got to got to shoot the U.S. Open um, for Taylor Made at Pebble, which is like you know one of the most iconic golf courses. Um, you know, in the world, mm-hmm. and here I am, day one. Like I don't know who I'm going to be assigned to, and they go. Kurt, you got Tiger. Holy sh! And I was like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Yeah, you just follow him around all day, like you know, be in his pocket." And I was like, "What? Like what?" You know, I I had this Tiger poster on the back of my door, yeah. Like you know, from twelve years to I don't know eighteen. You know, every night I'd go to sleep and I'd see this, you know, this Tiger image. Yeah, dude, how how do I end up on the other side of the world? Like just it was me, Tiger, um, his manager, and his caddy, just walking pebble. Like, and here I am going over there, just being prepped for like, oh, okay, I'm a big sports guy now. Like, I need the big lens. I need all this. Mm. No, nah, man, I was like so close that like any long lenses would were just like redundant. Yeah. Yep. So here I am inside the ropes, um, and then all the other photographers were like outside the ropes. So I had access to Tiger, like that no one has had ever had yeah so I was, it was just like holy shit like and again i think about it now i'm like how you know how did that happen like yep. it, and all from literally instagram you know like talking to someone you know on instagram i don't i'm sure they had messages back then but yeah yeah it was just like and then you know then i worked with tiger a bunch more that year and then covid happened and that was it my whole golf bloody you know, sp- sports thing was like kind of just shut. Yep. Yeah. So then that's what kind of made me, um, I guess, put way more effort into in being in Australia. It Local was like, sport. holy shit, okay. Well, I can't just fly back and forth to the US um, now. So I kind of, yeah, need to like build myself up here. 
Mm. And um, at the time I was working with the Broncos and then um, I guess it was more like I dove into more golf here with the PGA here. And again, I was chasing that hard because I wanted to still be in that space. But in Australia, there was just no money um, in golf. So I was covering all these events for peanuts. And although it looked cool, (laughs) it was financially not that viable. So um, I was just lucky enough to, yeah, work with. You had other jobs on the side. Exactly, yeah. So when you were working with, Tiger, yeah. Was there some sort of relationship form with that group that f- enabled you to continue coming back and working with him, or was it just so yeah. happens that you were assigned to him and then you managed to continue being assigned to him because you were doing such a good job? No, it wasn't necessarily. Yeah, I was doing a good job, so that's why I was able to go back. But it wasn't necessarily with Tiger that I did a great job. You know, mm-hmm. it's just because uh, I covered. That week, I covered all their athletes, so it was yeah, Tiger, DJ, like it was, it was their most stacked lineup for, for like in history, I would say, mm-hmm. um, which is which is like a very interesting um, strategy from uh, equipment manufacturer to like essentially like build a team, mm-hmm. you know, like it was like bloody the dream team, yeah, it was yep. crazy. Whereas like now, it they still have uh, a squad, I guess of of professional athletes, but it's not as um, stacked as it was back you know, in 2019 where it was like, oh, man, it's almost like they just bought the best players in, in, in golf. Yes, at the time, yeah. Yeah, so, but, um, yeah, I, I guess it was just, I was just doing my job, so it wasn't anything that was like, you know, and like Tiger doesn't look at his Instagram, he doesn't look what's posted, he doesn't care, so it's like, yep. um it was just the the company, I guess, was happy with what I was producing, and you know, it was cool for me to just see on on a global scale, like my images of or you know being shared, mm-hmm. um, and even at at one point because of that content creation trip, um, there's a lot of images of myself playing golf, yeah, like on the TaylorMade Instagram, like they're still there, yeah, and it's crazy to think that you know. <laughs> And um, I got ripped so hard in the comments because I have tattoos and it was just like, oh, fuck, it was so funny. Why? Because golf uh, traditionally, you know, golf wasn't as cool like four years ago as it is now. Yeah. Like everyone through COVID picked it up. Now everyone's a bloody golfer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was like, dude, I got ripped so hard for just like having tattoos because people weren't used to seeing that. Like, there's no professional golfer on the tour or anyone – um, before any of the, you know, the now famous the um, YouTube golfer guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got ripped for like, oh, like kind of like I don't belong. Yeah. Yeah. Who's this? Uh, yeah. Who's this larrikin? It was yeah, funny. Yeah. Ass, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so who else are you kind of working with at the moment? Um, so for the, f- the last couple of years, I've, I've been working um, with Fox Sports, Fox Australia. Um covering a bunch of different stuff uh, for them. So NRL, uh, the cricket and the netball, Yep. Um, which is awesome. They're like, I would say a dream client, you know, because they really back my opinions and really believe in, I don't know, I don't, in, in, yeah, what in I've got art to say. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yep. So for me, um, 
it's awesome, you know, and I get to cover, you know, Australia's greatest athletes. So, yeah. Um, again, and covering three different sports means you're busy all year, right? Yeah. So what are some of the things, netball followers, league followers, mm. um, cricket followers, what are some of the things that we would have seen on TV or on Instagram yeah. that's you? Yeah, that's so if literally if you watch Fox League, the channel or whatever, every single image that's used is is my image, you know, whether it's like the Matty Johns show, like behind them, whether it's the play in-game, you know, um, stats, you know, even when someone gets interchanged, like all those images, like yep. literally you click it on and you can't not see an image like of mine, yep. which is like, I, I think about it and I'm like, that, that's crazy. Like, yep. you know, I want to tell people about it every day, but like <laughs> I, I don't, I kind of just like, you know, you tell someone once, it's like, yeah, cool. Like that, you know, it's, it's, it's my job. So maybe it's not that impressive, you know? Um, I think it's pretty impressive. I think it's cool when I, when I think about it, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like I could be just taking photos of food, you know, which I do as well. Mm-hmm. And they kind of go on, you know, places, you know, menus or ads or billboards or whatever. And it's like, that's cool. But I think there's something cool about capturing athletes and making them capturing in a, in a way that they look like gods, right? For it's sure. Like, yep. that's, that's the ability is like getting the most out of the player. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, something that caught my, so two things that caught my eye from you um, and really exposed me to you was, oh, geez, I hope it was you now. Um, you came up with the idea of the, the players kind of diving. Oh, uh, yeah. It was you? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was, yeah. you know, I think at the time in, in your post, it was, you know, you wanted to see something different. Like yeah. you'd seen the same stuff over and over of them walking down a tunnel, spinning a ball yeah. on their hand yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, so you got them jumping onto a mat. Exactly, and throwing, yeah. yeah. And... Um, that's also hard as well because like the clubs really crack down on, uh, like obviously injuries or anything like that, you know, yep. but a lot of the time players get injured from just doing, you know, day to day stuff. It's not really, yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're all as, um, uh, entertaining as each other. Right. So for me, yeah, it was like, I wanted to do it at Broncos really bad because I just wanted to elevate what I was doing. Right. Cause I've been shooting for Broncos for like six years. And it's like, it's cool, I can keep rocking up and we can keep doing the same thing, but, like, yeah, why can't we just, why can't we try something new or Different. do something better? And, and a lot of times it's kind of out of my hands um, uh, because, yeah, of injuries or, you know, like player um, a bit availability or whatever. But with Fox, they were just like, yeah, man, like, we we don't want to do the same stuff. So every year they come back to me and they're like, okay, what are we going to do different, you know? Yeah. Um, or the he- the head guy of creative that I that I chat to a bunch, Charlie. He's just he's just thinking all the time, man. He just sends me the craziest ideas, and you're like, you know, and in yeah, it's that naivety in me again. It's just like, yes, I can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I, I don't know how do to do it. this. Like, how am I going to do, do it? it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this year I shot um, the netball promo uh, video. That was going to be my second thing that I was going to yeah, talk about. Yeah. And he was like, hey, you know. I just want fast. I want like, you know, I'm sick of this slow-mo stuff where it's just looking at the camera slow-mo. Like I need some energy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to buy rollerblades and like roll around on the, you know, on, on the, the court. Ex- on the court with them. Yeah, yeah. And just chase them kind of thing. And um, I bought the blades and I, and 
dude, I'm, I'm actually not good on it. Yeah, it was so <laughs> scary. Like, I was like, holy shit. Dude. And obviously, I bought them, like, on the way to the shoot. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I'd practiced for a month and, like, I love was it. comfortable with it. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm doing it. Like, yeah. that was it. So I rock up. Jeez, you're, pain, you're painting a real clear picture of yourself yeah, here, dude. like fast and loose, mate. Just exactly, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I want to get the job done. And I, but what you know, I want to do the best I can. So it's like, um, I I call into the blade shop and I'm like, hey, look, you need to be real quick because yeah, uh, technically, yeah, I was running late. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I need to I need to get some blades. And they're like, oh, okay, what size? Yeah, blah blah. They didn't have my size, so I had to get the next size up. So they're kind of like baggy shoes on yeah. me. Yeah. Here I am, I put them on, you know, didn't really do them up tight enough, almost like acts that with like, you know, I don't know, 40 grand worth of gear. Yeah. Rolling around, tried it a couple of times, and then it ended up going, there was a guy on set who had a skateboard in his car. Hells yeah. So yeah, and then I was like, it was a longboard. So I ended up doing all the shots on that because I was, I skated when I was young, I didn't blade. Yeah, yeah. so it was like way more comfortable, and yeah, I got some cool shots of that. But um, again, it's just me like, saying yes like i can do it you know yeah. charlie's like we need it that our universes collide a little bit there because that day you were is that the gold coast right team girls cup yeah 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 yep. so that same day for me i was on a deadline to uh deliver emergency uniforms for the firebirds oh um i don't i can't fully remember why but there were uniforms that were needed um, that I, I can't remember sponsors maybe something yeah. like that yeah and it was a mad dash to pick them up and get them down there. I knew the shoot was at two. Yeah, that's sick. Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's funny. But I remember seeing that. The thing that really <laughs> caught my eye too was the the massive LED screen that they had behind them as yeah. well. So Fox, I imagine, just brought all that stuff down with yeah, them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So they hired a guy to um, project it. Um, and oh, it was a their, projector. Exactly, LED. yeah. So yep. they got their team to um, to do that. And again, that was Charlie's idea. Yeah. Um, and he was kind of like, you think it'll work? And I was like, it's, <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> we, it's got to work, yeah. That's what so cool. What else we got, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so that that was cool in itself because it was, it was a giant projection, you know. It was – and then we – he was there on set and he was just like – you know, he's super creative, so it was cool just to, like, really feed off each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, you know, I'd see something, I'd be like, okay, I'm running with this, I'm running with this. And he'd be like, yeah, bro, you, like, go. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like, or he would just cut me down too, you know, yep. be like, nah, that's not working, let's go. So Move on quickly. I, I love that too, yeah. And that's that's what I do on set as well. Like, if something's not working, I just say, nah, that's shit. And then, <laughs> you know, people kind of laugh because they're like, I can't believe you said that shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's, let's like... We need something else. Let's yep. do it. Yeah. It's not, not, um, yeah. you're not feeling it. So you got to move yeah, on to the and next I'd, thing. We don't need to yeah. tread lightly. Like we're all here to achieve the same thing. So let's, you know, let's get behind it and, and, you know, make it happen. Yeah. Man, I think you've answered a couple of these questions here that I had here, but I might just ask them in case there's anything that, you know, um, yep. comes your way. Were, um, have your images ever been used in a way that you didn't expect or has the outcome of the images come out in a way that you haven't expected? See, um, I think, you know, s sometimes on a job, you know, you, you feel like you, you've done a pretty good job and then sometimes, like, you look back and, and maybe it's not as good as you could have done, you know. So you definitely learn from each session that you do. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as, like, images being somewhere that I didn't, um, that I didn't expect. 
So this year with the Broncos, because they're doing so well, you know, there's there's a lot more, I'd say, Bronco stuff happening, you know what I mean? Whether it's content like, being pushed whether out. Whether it's, yeah, it's like merch or, you know, um, billboards or, you know, the latest mural that's been done. Um, all, all those images that those are based off are all images that I've taken. So for me, it's like... It's it's kind it's cool and flattering that like someone else has used my image to create their art. You mm-hmm. know, like I think that that's pretty cool. It's like, oh, you know, um, that's that's something that I never took into account. At the same time, I see my images in a lot of places where I'm just like, oh man, I I definitely like <sighs> old school photography was like. You know, you can use these images for this purpose and anything outside of that scope, you know, I'm charging you X amount of dollars, right? For sure. And you would usually license for a year and then that would, and then the next year, you know, would be a percentage of that and percentage of that. So in advertising, that's obviously how it works. But um, with it's like you're only going to cycle them for a year anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's fine, but it's, it's, the distribution of my images that I'm not always like stoked with mm-hmm. because it's like, ah, uh, well, uh, yeah. Anyway, so there's one glut. I don't know. I don't know if I should tell the story, but essentially, you know, I'm working for and I see my images, yeah, you know, which is technically the competitor, yeah. And I'm like, how did they get there? Well, you know, has distributed them to. To so yep. it's like we don't need to go into any more detail. Yeah, than that, so, but yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, well, they're not yours to be working yeah, with. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've supplied it to the for the purposes, not for um, an ex- another external thing. You know, and it says it in my in my um, invoice anyway. So it's like technically, legally, I could rip into them, but then it's like, then I probably wouldn't have them as a client. You know what I mean? So it's like. Mm-hmm. Again, they'll just get some other kid who can half take a photo. So, yep. um, again, yeah, it's it's yeah that that's something that you know this year I've been like, oh well, you know, I, I'm producing all this good stuff, and then what? You know, I, I don't think they know that my images. You know what I mean, and and yeah, so it's like, yeah, who you who you working for? There, like, I haven't been employed. By that so yep. i don't know it, it just feels a bit uncomfortable for me yeah there's still that element there you of know? like you were saying before people at the real you know top 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 level mm. of businesses take for granted or don't fully appreciate the work yeah you know or the artistry or the ownership of you know clearly yeah. at the end of the day um and i imagine that's just what it is so, oh yeah there's a photo you know just push yeah, it on yeah, and exactly. not thinking yeah. anything else really yeah. of it but at the same time it is incredibly frustrating yeah. i imagine yeah yeah well um, yeah you just kind of you kind of feel a little bit ripped robbed. off you know yeah because you're like well it's fine if if someone had asked and then you know we'd had a discussion or you know it was paid for or whatever that that's a different story but yeah again when that doesn't happen no matter what you're doing right, you're like, well, yeah. Yep. Are there other complexities that come with you doing work for other brands? Like the, you find sometimes there's kind of like guidelines that they go, oh, no, you can't can't shoot this way or yeah. you can't shoot with these colours or, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think every, every company or brand or club ha- have their own kind of branding guidelines, which I think is a good thing um, a lot of the times. Otherwise... 
you know, you don't really want to go to each brand and replicate the exact same thing, you know, because then um, there's there's less uh, value on it, right? Mm. But some people like that as well. They'll be like, oh, yeah, whatever you did for that brand, I'll do. let's do the same thing. And it's like, cool, but it'll just look like, you know, just say we did for ASICs. It'll just look like an ASICs ad and you're like, you know, you're New Balance or who, whoever it is. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have a flavour? What do you mean? Uh, like your shoots, like obviously before, I think we said oh. it on air, you, you want to make the athletes look like gods. Yeah. Is that your flavour? Is that something that you do try and pull across all of your yeah. shoots? Well, for me, it's just like I just want it to to look polished and look, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's hard because I obviously within this sports, um, you know, photography industry, I, I – going to sound dumb but you know there's there's a lot of stuff that doesn't impress me you know and i'm like guys let's do better like let's as an industry just be better at like what we're doing here Mm -hmm. you know and i obviously understand um there can be restrictions uh time wise but you know find a better way to you know have a, a better output faster right yep and then there's also a monetary like value as well you know so it's like if you're getting paid peanuts you know that's they're only going to get peanuts yeah um well it's the venn diagram right you've got time quali- quality yeah, yeah um and dollar figure and yeah. you've got to sacrifice on at least one of those exactly yeah yeah or you put in two you'll get the third one yeah yeah but yeah i um yeah i don't know the, the, there's a lot of there's a lot of good people out there that that are shooting, you know, great great stuff. And because I cover such a variety of stuff, it's like there's, I'm inspired by just you know people who do totally different stuff. You know, there's mm-hmm. a guy named Louis Bamford who kills it. You know, there's um, by the White Line. You know, who just did the Matilda stuff. Like, and they're very they're very different styles. But I'm still so impressed by what they do. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you find a lot of your inspiration outside of sport as well, do you feel? Um, no, I would no. say it's in sport, in sport, but it's just people doing a good job. Yep. Yeah. Which, um, you know, I feel like in Instagram is so good uh, with, with what it kind of feeds you, you know, on that browse page because it'll either be a look or a feel that I've like, you know, seen or clicked on. And a lot of the time, you know the stuff I like is just is just way out of my league, as in like budget wise. You know, sure. it might be a three hundred thousand dollar production, like a Nike ad or whatever, and it's like that's what I want to do, and it's like, cool, you've got twenty bucks to do it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and it's like, but you can still strive to to be, you know, yeah, work. to use it as a guide. Do the best with what you've got. Yeah, do better. Yeah, like do better. Said. Exactly, yeah. just do better. That's a good good analogy. Yeah. Uh, tools of the trade I'm curious about um, I'm keen to know from you what is a good photograph mm. and you know your interpretation I guess of what is a good photograph maybe a little bit of technical stuff we haven't had a photographer on before so yeah. talking talking some tech um, and then what you're looking out for when you're looking through the lens yeah what is the lens you know what are you yeah. working with yeah so um yeah, I'm, I I have pretty much one of everything, right? And Good job. and it was um, 
I've just invested heavily in in, in gear. You've upscaled. Yeah, because like you know, every every dollar I make is is a dollar I kind of spend. You know, up until really this year, um, where you know now I've got to probably spend it on a kid. Um, yep. But up until now, it was like, you know, my wife was very supportive of it as well because um, she ended up, you know, she has a career in photography now too, which mm. is so it's like. It wasn't me just buying gear because I wanted it. It was like, okay, what's the purpose? And the thing is now that she shoots, it's like, well, now we need two of everything. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's it, – it yeah, our accountant was like, holy shit, is this how much you're spending a year on gear? And I was like, yeah. And he's like – because he hadn't dealt with any photographers before. And he's like, holy shit, this is, this is so much money. And I was like, yeah, well – I, I feel like it, it's a piece of technology now. It's it like and tech changes so much every year. It's like, yeah, obviously you don't need the best gear to get the best result, but you know it definitely helps. And especially when you're working in, in you know, these these high, um, I don't know the word, but high, you know, stress or high level, high profile, uh, high, yeah, maybe high yeah. profile. Um, things you know what i mean like if i didn't have the the right gear you know i, I couldn't shoot a game or i couldn't I, you know you're very limited to what you do you know so the more i learn about gear and and stuff you know it's like oh well you know i'd love to acquire something because it'll help me do something else you know i can still do the same job but it's like this will make my life easier and it'll make the product be a lot better mm-hmm. so that's the thing like i know i, I hate it when, when photographers online you know, post that those stupid things that say, oh, you know, listing all their gear and being like, this is how much everything costs and, you know, you need to pay me properly or whatever. And I'm, yeah. For me, I'm like, look, if you're good at your job, you're going to get paid like what you want. Mm-hmm. It's it's as simple as that. Like, I think um, the people who, who value what you do will, will pay you the right money. Yep. So, but yeah, again, all the money that... I've made, I'd say, in the last, yeah, five years has just gone back into gear so I can have the right stuff, you know. So where if I'm shooting sport, you know, there's some of those longer lenses. But a lot, you know, all the studio stuff I do is, like, super high resolution. So then it'll make the graphics team, you know, it just a lot easier for them to use, you know. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of guys that might use the same camera bodies shooting sports as what they do in studio. And it's just that... that to, they're totally different things, you know. You need higher high resolution for studio for, yeah, to, to zoom in or upscale whatever you, whatever you're doing, right? Yep. Um, having having art artwork or photographs that you can use on billboards. I imagine you need a pretty big camera yeah. compared to something that you're putting on an Instagram post. It's exactly. Yeah. So yep. the gear the gear changes every every shoot. You know, well, depending on the shoot. Yeah. So it's like. You know, if I if I go shoot a wedding, and I'm doing video, I, I need three camera bodies, like at, at just to start. You know, three three bodies, three lenses. Mm-hmm. So you know, and I'm not, and they all have to work with each other. You know, you can't just buy a cheaper, crappier one as a third or second body. It's like they all they all need to match. You know, color wise, tonality, um, you know, recording ability as well. Like you know, a lot of, some stuff don't do 4k at 120 frames or whatever like super slow-mo and if that's what you're doing like yeah so again um 
I could list all my gear, but it's so it's just it's literally everything. <laughs> it's yeah, there's just especially once I started doing video, it was like, yeah, I thought I had a lot of gear, and then it was like video, and I was like, holy damn! Now okay, I've got a whole production house, literally. Yep. Like, I have more gear than some people have at their yeah higher studios. Yeah. yeah. You might need that dolly back. <laughs> all the different battery charges. I know. <laughs> so, what is a good picture? What's a great photo? Um, what are we looking for? It's so subjective, hey. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, I think uh, in this day and age, editing style really comes a lot into play. Okay. You know, and that, that's, again, that's perf- personal preference. Like there might be some, I, I don't think sharpness or focus is a defying, defining factor for a good image, mm-hmm. you know. Um, for sports, I feel like it's capturing the moment. Like if you can look at an image and feel something, I feel like you've, you've nailed it. Mm-hmm. But if you look at an image and it just looks like another every other image, like that that ha- that has no feeling. You know, I feel like if I take a shot, I want there to have feeling, or I want it to be emotive. You know, either you want to ask a question, or you want to, um, or it makes you smile, or or, or makes you angry. You know, that it has to have like some emotion kind of has to happen from looking at an image, you know, that, yeah. And again, like, I don't know, I'm just doing my thing. I I don't know if, if it's good or not or, or whatever. It's just like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with with what I'm producing. So, you know, just keep, you know, do better. Yeah. How do you get better? Um, I just think it's again, pushing yourself, you know what I mean? Where it's like the, the shoot, you know, say I was shooting from Maroons this morning. It's like, okay, here's the here's the shot list, and you know, once I've done that, then it's like, okay, well now, of um, you know, the client's happy. What what else can I do? You know what I mean? I might have seen something during the week that's like inspiration. You know, so then it's like, okay, let's try this. You know, whether it be trying a different lens or a different angle or a different lighting technique, um, it's just all those things. Like, you can't just rock up and be complacent or like happy with what you're doing mm-hmm. right you gotta no matter what industry if if you want if you want to get better you know because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of guys i know that yeah may, maybe just aren't evolving as quickly as as what uh the industry is as well you know especially with every kid's like 12 now who's a content creator or a music producer and it's like you know they they, they get it yep it's like you need you need to you need to get it. Talking on that, how has like social media, streaming, you know, trends, um, how does how has that changed your approach to your photos, do you think? Mm, I think it's gotten a lot harder to produce good quality, um, good quality stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. because – um, the programs are so advanced and like, you know, when you're working in your business, you can't work on your business or, you know, your, your uh, ability maybe, you know. It's like if, if I'm booked every day, how, how am I meant to try something new or how am I meant to improve? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like social media definitely, ha- like I, I literally wouldn't, have a job unless it didn't unless it yeah unless you had social media exactly yeah and i never would have got the the cool starts that i got unless i literally was on that platform 
and at times I feel like every you know everyone gets like they they hate it and they just don't want to be a part of it but unfortunately yeah my job is like I got to be a part of it I got to be on there I got to be scrolling I got to be looking like I got to be inspired um and it is that huge dopamine hit you know it's like oh you know this is awesome like now I've that's triggered me to think about you know the next shoot or, or a future campaign that like I can pitch to a club or a client mm-hmm. yeah do you do a lot of hunting no work comes your way yeah 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 I've been lucky yeah lucky I don't know it's just I just keep doing my thing and I f- and that's what I tell people it's like if you're doing your thing um, people are going to notice like if you're good at what you're doing people will notice so just yeah. just do do your thing it's a small industry it doesn't take long for, for someone at some yeah. club to see you've done some work and they go oh did you see the did you see the Bronx photos like yeah. they're looking pretty neat and the next thing you know you're working at another club and then you're across to another oh, sport. Exactly, yeah. F- forgetting, you know, photography, anything, anything yeah. creative. Yeah. You know, we all kind of know each other to some extent. Well, that's the thing. So uh, when, when I first started shooting sport, it was like um, I was only shooting fashion. You know, I'd never shot sport. And a guy that I worked with uh, who was shooting fashion, he um, he was doing some stuff for Raw, for the soccer club. Yep. And... He, d- he does video, he wasn't doing any photo, and he was like, oh, you know, we need some photos. And that's kind of where I started doing sports. And then it was, you know, from there, then to Broncos, and then from Broncos. that that I guess they're like a, a big enough club that it's like, oh, if someone sees you shooting from Broncos, it's like, well, you know, you can handle our under sevens, you know, local club or whatever, <laughs> you know, not that I've shot that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like they kind of see you as – you know, maybe a bigger deal than you are. So it's like, and then that just leads to another thing, to another thing. So yeah, and that's probably how I've hopped around and shot a bunch of different sports now because someone will be like, oh, we sure you saw you shot Broncos. And that's like, cool, what's that got to do with water polo? You know, it's yeah. like, you know, they. I guess people just figure that you understand maybe athletes or I don't know. Maybe not even that. Maybe they're just yeah. like, oh, we like what you do with Broncos. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I think it's definitely ex- an exposure thing, right? Like you're getting uh, – with a brand like that, you're getting eyeballs looking at your work so much more than what you would if you were doing yeah. water polo or yeah. under sevens yeah, rugby right. union or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but you're also right. Like as soon as you – as soon as you have that name under your belt, there is a le- level of prestige to it. Mm. It's like at the end of the day, like you said, you're behind a camera taking a photo. Yes, you're, you're trying to make things better, do better. you just got different things in the front of you to work with, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, so the, yeah, this weekend I'm shooting NBL, which I've, I've done some stuff with Bullets before, but like, yeah, not too much basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, you know, it's a totally different sport, but for me it's kind of s- same principles, you know, like I know how I want to light them. And, you know, I've done a bunch of research in this last week to be like, okay, how what, how do I light a, a basketball player to, to make them look the best, you know? Yeah. Because they're not running straight at me like they're going to run over me. You know, it's more a bit more finesse and a bit more charisma maybe, you know? So that's a good – do you mind talking about that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. Like so what would be the difference really from your point of view behind the camera – Shooting a league player to a basketball player. It's it's more just direction and understanding their sport, right? I shot um, uh, Tim Zoo 
this year and it was cool because I did boxing when I was younger. So it was like I was just like yelling combos at him, you know, yeah. and then – it was it was like you speak if you speak the language you're gonna get the most out of them you know whereas uh-huh. like if someone's like oh you know throw a punch here or whatever <laughs> it's like oh man let's go left right yeah rip hook whatever yeah and yep. he, he's like into it yeah and it'll be the same as the basketball players like obviously I need to understand how they move and and you know some kind of terminology so you don't seem like a cook when you rock up you know catch up on the lingo exactly because yeah. when I shoot cricket I'm not that big a cricketer so feel like a bit of a kook sometimes when I'm like, okay, you know, you've really got to kind of do your research too because um, they got to kind of trust you right from that, that very first moment, you know. It's like you got enough if they're a batter or a bowler. Yep. Like you can't just go, oh, yeah, here's a ball, and they're like, well, yeah, I'm a batter. And it's like, well, yeah, that's awkward. And yep. Like they're a part of the Australian team, you should know who they are. Yeah. So you're doing a whole lot of research prior, like here. The, do you know who's going to be on the shoot? Like, are you getting a run um, shoot going? So Here's the players that are going to be on so the shoot. So the, these, what I'm working on, I don't know. I don't think there is an NDA, but anyway, by the time this is out, it'll, it'll be shot and done. But okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, there's these kids um, that uh, essentially come from the states to that, to play uh, NBL here yep. to then hopefully kind of like skip. Or like you know, bypass college and then be drafted. Yeah, I think they've done that a few times. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. But this year, like, there's probably there's more of those players than than there ever has been. Before. So it's like, yeah, we it's it's a really cool brief. Um, and you know, it's it's kind of exciting that you know my hat's been thrown in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, again, <clears throat> it's just a random random contact on Instagram. that's like you know, DM me and said, hey, yeah. We're from an agency. Yeah, we love this. Again, we love the stuff you do at Broncos. And it's like, geez, Broncos Broncos have really helped me out there. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. It's the name, man. Brisbane is a small... Especially after this year. Oh, what do you think? What, number what do you one, Number one, baby. You reckon they're going to win? They have... They have... When you're in camp, they just have... They just have... They just have something different this year. You know They've what I mean? They've got the thing. Yeah. And I've spent time... Because I've shot every team this year, you know. Um, I don't know, man. Yep. I, yeah, I'm putting, I'm putting fifty bucks on it. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the year. Yeah. Um, what else have I got here, mate? Uh, what are some of the stuff you love and don't love about freelancing, the day-to-day business, the shoot? So yeah. we've heard. I guess we've heard a lot of the good stuff. Yeah. What's some of the real? Down in the trenches, shit. Um, I I think for me, my asset would be on set. You know, like high energy, getting the most out of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not that great at like back and forth emails and all that stuff. You know, like you just tell me a time, send me a brief, and like I've got it. But it's. On the bigger productions, you know, where you're getting paid more money and it's like there's 10 different people in a room sitting there, you know, trying to get their two cents in. I find it, I find it pretty hard to, to be present in, in, you know. It's like in my head I'm thinking, yeah, like let's just do it. I'm going to get the yep. shot. Trust yeah, me. Exactly. You it's wanted like, that hey, shot on yeah, the Instagram yeah, or exactly, something like yeah. that? Whereas for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. Um, so, you know, that's, that's like the production kind of side of things, I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, 
not that great at. You love the front line stuff. Mm. Yep. Yeah. The behind, behind the scenes it's stuff. All, it's all that prep stuff, I think, for me. You know, it's like, and, and because I am busy, it's like I don't, I just don't have the time to be, um, you know, investing into like 10, 10 Zoom calls, like when, yep. like, you know, we got it, like, let's go, you know. Yep. You know, one or two is fine, like just to just to really get on the same page. That's cool. But again, but then when it's like back and forth, back and forth, then it's like we haven't even rocked up today and, yeah, there's so much going on and you're going to be on set anyway. Yep. Or, or it's like you're not going to be on set, you're never going to see this. Like, yeah, so it's each, each job's different. Do you find that new clients are more like that than your yeah. reoccurring ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Re- and... <clears throat> This is going back to that freelance or in-house thing, right? Mm-hmm. I believe you only need three three good clients for you to be, you know, for it to be your career. Yep. You know, if you're satisfying those three clients, like with how much, how demanding, you know, social media and marketing is these days, man, just do a good job. And, and that, that's, you know, a lot of the time that's it. You know, you could have one client that, that gives you work, you know, once every three months. Then you have a client that gives you it every two weeks. And then you might have a client that gives you it once every six months. Like, they seem pretty far apart, right? Mm-hmm. But they all kind of add up, you know, and, and they fill in the gaps. Yep. I just think um, a lot of people think you need, like, 20 clients, you know, and, and to be earning. Well, again, like, I'm, I'm not trying to earn a billion dollars a year, you know. I'm just trying to have a bit of a balance you know especially now that it, you know we've, we've got a, a kid it's like well yeah you know yeah pay off the house keep the family fed you know like i'm i'm not i would love to drive around in a fancy fancy ass car for sure but yeah i'm like yeah i think chasing that money is is probably a younger person's game as well right mm-hmm. it's more about just the life experience for you than yeah, it is I, for and I think high rolling. Exactly. And I think, yeah, it, it is about the experience. Like I enjoy, I really enjoy my job. Like I say, I literally say it every day. I, I love my job. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's a day since doing photography that I've said I don't like it. Yeah. No, that's sick. Do you have any advice for photographers who may be starting out or wanting to get into the industry? It's, it's really hard um, to give advice on the current climate you know because there's so many kids out there doing it or so many people and when i did it you know it was it was seven years ago now so that that's a pretty long time ago you know so to give any advice i just think yeah just wouldn't be that helpful you know mm-hmm. all the, all i'd suggest from my experience is don't quit your day job <laughs> like in, <laughs> until you're making enough income that you know you have to quit. Whereas for me, I was making little income and I, I still quit. So it was, it was a very big risk. Yeah. Okay. Recommendations on who we should be following mm. online, whose gear, whose photos, sorry. Yeah. Um, so I, as I mentioned before, like top of my head, yeah, there was, there's that guy, Louis, Banf- Louis Banford. Mm-hmm. I actually never met the dude, you know, I think he's in the UK. Um, I think he does a lot of kind of more sports fashion kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And then, 
yeah, by the white line as well. Um, she did, you know, or I think she's done a couple of years w- with the Matildas, like the last couple of Olympics or whatever. Um, not too sure. Again, I just, I just like their. You just follow what their they stuff, do exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not hundred um, percent like you know certain on on their stories or anything. It's just like I, I, I know that when they post stuff, I like it. You know. Yep. Yeah, sick. I think that pretty much wraps us up, mate. Um, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Spending some time with us this evening, sharing your story. You're a great talker. <laughs> Man, there's a, a, I love a chat. That's also, the, a, a, you know, maybe a downfall. But yeah. it's like, I just talk for however long and I, I don't feel like I said anything. So that <laughs> I guarantee you there's a lot of information there. I think, um, yeah, I think the guys, everyone who's listening is um, going to get something out of it for sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah for everyone who is listening thank you for listening Um, if you're not follow our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast your Instagram mate what what Kurtogram Kurtogram K-U-R-T-O-G-R-A-M yeah (laughs) sick Um, and of course as mentioned we'll include uh, links to any other references that we've spoken about today Uh, if you haven't uh, don't forget to subscribe or like or follow or whatever we're doing with podcasts these days Um, so that uh, when there are more episodes like this one come out, you can be notified. Uh, And any reviews that you can offer up, up to five stars, would certainly help us out. Kurt, thank you so much, mate. Thank you.